I curse this property on Friday the 13th. This property and all who dwell upon it shall be doomed to die if they wish to leave. The backyard is a haven, but pass this pillar and your life will be taken. What just happened? All I can say is that old lady can rhyme. What, what? The curse is real. Come on, Nan, you're drunk. Well, she basically said that anyone who enters the house can't leave or they'll die, right? That's about right. Then we're cursed. Never seen anyone so keen to dig graves. I'm turning these into garden beds. Just have to get in touch with that woman somehow and get her to take away the curse. How? We can't leave the house. Surprise. supposed to be dead? We are. How are you here then? Well apparently when you die on a cursed property, you don't leave it. This guy? Ha 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 What part of not being able to leave this house do you not understand? Nobody said anything about not being able to skate past. It's time we got rid of the cat. Hush, I felt it too. Don't what? It's the only ball we had. It's not my fault to have a powerful kick. What if we run out of food? The garden is well on its way. Oh, you aren't growing anything. And even if you were, you can't grow milk. Maybe you can't. Exactly. I can't. Idiot. What's in the soil? Seeds. I'm seeing how well they'll grow. We're compost. I don't mind it, really. I mean, <laughs> we're giving back to Mother Nature after all. I'm not into necrophilia, Nan. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Well, it's not really if he's a ghost, right? No, it still is. Yeah, it's illegal. Yeah. Mm. There's probably a term for it. Mm. That's the trailer for the quirky new Australian comedy, Cursed. Hello, and welcome to the Cinema Australia podcast. My name is Matthew Eels. Cursed is a very independent, supernatural genre film. Mixed with a decent dose of good humour and layered with heartwarming relationship drama. In this episode, I speak with the film's creator, first time director, writer, producer, and actor, Britt Kind. While I was editing this podcast episode, I realised there are a few things I asked Britt, which I don't really explain well for those who haven't seen the film or know much about Britt herself. So I'll quickly explain a few things here. Uh, during the interview, I asked Britt about a photo which makes up her production company's logo. If you want to check it out, you can like the page on Facebook at Grade 1 Productions and see what we're talking about. I also asked her if she's a Gold Coast Sun supporter. If you're wondering where that random question comes from, it's because Britt spends quite a bit of time throughout the film in a Gold Coast Sun shirt. Cursed will launch via Vimeo On Demand from March 25. Make sure you check it out and support independent Australian filmmaking. Anyway, enjoy. He does have a conscience in some way, but he's kind of like a uh, just a, a madman who can out-drink, out-last, out-fun out everyone all the time. Luke's interpretation of that was uh, probably more extreme than what I had written on the page or envisaged myself. The day that we were going out to shoot the open water scenes, we were told that there were some dead whale carcasses that were bringing in real tiger sharks and great white sharks, and they'd been sighted in the area. We were told not to go in the water. But I 
could just see instantly that how talented Rhiannon was, and there was just it really blew me away. There is still a bit of a, a boys' club out there for sure. And also with Dee Wallace, she gave me great input on the script for this to make her have a very pro-choice stance throughout the film. And the simple fact is, the movie, the whole thing occurs because a right-wing guy blows up a clinic. Very organically, somehow, the name The Comet Kids popped up. And we sort of just kind of based the movie around that name. Like, it happened really quickly. We kind of thought, like, that's a really great name for a movie. Like, what is, what, who are The Comet Kids? We just thought it was very, very important to uh, start writing more roles for women and uh, women not just, as I said, as girlfriends, mothers and people in love, but women who are their own people as we are. <laughs> Britt Kahn, thank you very much for uh, joining the Cinema Australia podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, no worries. Thanks for having me. It's awesome. <laughs> so uh, this uh, this uh, release for this film and this interview feels like it's uh, been a long time coming because uh, I think I first saw the film in 2016. Yeah, yeah, that's when we first finished it. So entering festivals and everything, our festival that we got into was at the end of 2017, so just last year. So sort of still holding on to it, thinking about some other festivals, and then I went, I really want to share this, so it's no time like the present. <laughs> What was the uh, festival that it got into? Aroanui over in New Zealand. It was brilliant. It's a really nice festival, a really good community spirit, and everyone really gets into it. It was a brilliant first festival to be at. So what was the reaction like from the uh, audience? Uh, as I expected, they're sort of like, wow, that was quirky, but they liked it. There was a lot of laughs, which was what I wanted really. It's all you can ask for if you're making a comedy. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you do a Q&A? Yes, yeah, we did. Yeah, it was really good. It was nice. So Had a what, lot of questions about the supernatural vibe to it. <laughs> right, okay. That, yeah. That's interesting that you that you use that word supernatural because uh, I noticed that you were calling it like a horror comedy, but I thought, hang on a second, it, it's yeah. more of a supernatural comedy here. Yeah, that's true. It's sort of like in a sort of in the middle of some genres, I think, because there's sort of the elements of people dying and the cursed is sort of a little bridging on horror, but you're right, yeah, it's sort of. Supernatural, I guess, slightly horror. But <laughs> so, uh, so this is your first film. Uh, yes. it, you know, it, it's 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 tough to get your name out there. Uh, so let's go back to the very beginning for you and and get to know you a little bit. Uh, where did your passion for filmmaking begin? I started writing when I was about sixteen. So I was writing screenplays that were all absolutely terrible, of course, and I really wanted to act. So I was sort of like, oh, I'll write myself some parts and had the dream of just pitching it. And, of course, someone had picked me up like Sylvester Stallone and I'd be able to star in my own film and then sort of started to realise that if I wanted to make my films and see them the way that I had written them, I'd have to do it myself. So it all kind of snowballed into me just doing everything, really. Mm. There's a little girl in your production company logo uh, and that's you, I assume. Yes, did, it is. Did, did she know that she wanted to be a filmmaker at that time? Uh, not really a filmmaker at that time, no. I loved performing. I was a really shy kid, but if you put me on a stage, I was happy. So I think it was just really acting then that I enjoyed. I'd never dreamed that I would end up making my own feature, though. Did you do any acting at that age? A little bit, yeah. Sort of, 
I was more into dancing. I did some tap dancing. I couldn't handle ballet. It was too structured. But, yeah, so not much, not too much acting. I think I was still a little bit too shy then. Um, so tell us about that photo. How old were you there? That was my grade one photo. Oh, of course, and, yeah, grade yeah, one so productions. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I would have been probably six or seven. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the little bit of terror that that photo instills in people. It looked like a little bit of a terrifying child. Do you get asked about it often? <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, is that you? And they're like, why did you choose that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Um, so according to your IMDb profile, Cursed is your first film uh, full stop. I mean, there's been no shorts, no features, just Cursed. Uh, did, did you have any experience before setting out to make Cursed? Uh, no experience directing or anything, no. I had sort of co-written some projects with some friends and acted a bit and then I sort of just threw myself right in the deep end and was like, well, Guess it's time to make a film, may as well be a feature. So, yes, this is my very first project, really. So no time on a film set? Oh, on a film set I've done some work experience, but that was more sort of right behind the scenes, like location scouting and things. But this is my first sort of real shot at a film. <laughs> and and you're from Queensland, right? Yes. Is, is yeah. there much of a, uh, you know, how tight is the filmmaking community up there? I, in all honesty, it was quite hard for me to sort of, find my way into finding people who were more independently minded and wanted to make an independent feature. I think living on the Gold Coast, there's so much film going on with Movie World Studios and everything. When it comes to independent cinema, it's a little sort of right under the radar. Mm. So I sort of found some Bond people to help me out and, yeah, sort of found more contacts through them. So, yeah, built kind of my own little community, I guess. The guy who plays your uh, delivery guy in this film, I just can't remember his name off the top of my head. Ian, Ian Wesley. And he's just made his own feature film too, right? Yeah, yeah, he has. I was lucky enough to see it. Oh, right. Is it any good? Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely amazing. It's just such the landscape of Rocky. He makes it look amazing. It just makes you want to go there really. And it's, yeah, a lot, there's so much to that film. So many brilliant characters and storylines. Um, I met him recently up at the uh, Capricorn Film Festival and he spoke very highly of you and, uh, and Cursed. Um, oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah, but um, before we go any further, and uh, so our listeners actually know what we're talking about, can you give us a quick rundown of, uh, of the synopsis uh, for Cursed? Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, Cursed is a story about so a couple who are living with the worst housemate in the world, but she just so happens to be... Nan's best friend, and she just basically ruins everyone's lives by getting the house cursed. Two of Dan's friends wake up dead, and then all of a sudden there's a delivery man that's living in the house, and they're all forced in this situation where they literally cannot leave and they have to live together because if they leave, they will die. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit later about how you come up with the idea for the film. But uh, it's, so it's a supernatural genre film uh, mixed with a decent dose of good humour and, uh, <laughs> and layered with uh, heartwarming uh, relationship drama. Uh, so tell us about the uh, evolution of the, of the film's narrative. Well, it, yeah, it's, it sort of starts out, you've just got Kat, who's just this horrible person who you absolutely loathe and you can see why you dislike her so much from her relationships with everyone else. And I wanted to delve into her character and show her progression and her slowly opening up in such a strange situation too. 
so yeah it's sort of just really exploring her relationships and how she impacts everyone else and it just keeps floating on until she sort of starts to finally open up even just the tiniest bit it's a unique story uh, what what inspired the idea I was writing a TV series, actually, with these characters in mind, and it sort of just wasn't going anywhere, and I was getting a bit frustrated, and I kept thinking about a gypsy cursing something, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this work, and then I sort of thought, what if they're trapped in the house, and then, yeah, it all just evolved from there into a gypsy cursing the house, so they're trapped. (laughs) So was it always going to have so much humour in it? Yeah, I, I love comedy. I try to write drama and there's always comedic elements in it. So, yeah, I always wanted to write something that you could sort of just put on, have a good laugh to, but still with a bit of heart in it as well. How how much did you guys stick to the script when it came to the comedy? or Was there some improvisation in it or, or did it evolve uh, throughout the shoot? Well, I found at the start I was sort of, we were sticking to it quite a bit and then I'd find a lot of the ends of the scenes felt quite wooden. So we sort of were always open to just a bit of improv at the end of each scene. Just so if it's a scene where we're all sitting down talking in the living room, you've got something that feels a bit more natural. So, yeah, a lot of the humour did come out of that. <laughs> I'm just, as we're talking about it, I'm just uh, having flashbacks of the film because <laughs> I didn't actually watch it again to freshen up. But uh, as you're talking, it's it's bringing it all back. And oh. <laughs> there definitely were a lot of laughs uh, throughout the film. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know about the film's development during the uh, early stages of pre-production. Were you doing it all on your own or were you collaborating with others? Collaborating with my sister, Callista McKenzie. So she's my co-producer and she was my assistant director. So I had a lot of support from her, but I was, yeah, definitely driving the whole thing by myself. I sort of just started and realised what I was doing along the way, I guess. Yeah. How long from beginning to end? Uh, We went into pre-production in 2013 and then finished in 2016. So it took about three years to finish. Wow. There you go. Um, Are you happy to tell us about the film's budget? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, it was definitely a micro-budget, basically no budget. We did it all on roughly 9000 Right. That's, that's a, good, that's a good, uh, good budget. Right, $9,000. That's great. Yeah. This is, what, <laughs> this is for people out there who are listening, this is what if you catch uh, Curse when it's released on uh, March 25, this is what you can achieve. And uh, it's really inspira- inspirational to watch something like this and uh, hopefully it motivates a few other people because I know up in Queensland uh, the, the funding bodies have a huge focus on those big uh, budget Hollywood films uh, like Aquaman, for example, which was shot up there yeah. recently. Uh, do, you, do you, as an industry, do you ever feel like uh, the independent filmmakers are neglected a little bit because of that? Uh, Yeah, I definitely do. Unfortunately, I wish it was different, but I think because they are getting these big projects in, there's sort of a lot more interest in that for them. Of course, I understand it. But, yeah, I think it's with independent stuff in Queensland, you've really got to get in there and do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So did you go for uh, for funding? Uh, No, I didn't. I did my research on applying for funding and basically said that if I didn't have a well-known producer or director already attached to the project, I couldn't do it. So I was like, well, I guess there's no point in wasting my time. I may as well just do it myself. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> D- ditch the system and do it on your own. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Cinema Australia podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or at cinemaaustralia.com.au.
so one of the other great things about the film is uh, this terrific cast. Uh, because of the low budget, did you call in favours from friends to fill the roles or, or did you put a call out for people to audition? Put a call out for people to audition. The only person who was a friend of mine to begin with was Maureen, who played Crystal, the gypsy neighbour. So I met her in an acting class and she was absolutely incredible. And she's like, you sure you don't want me to audition? And I was like, no, 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 you've got it. Don't worry. But, yeah, otherwise everyone else, um, yeah, I put out a casting call and I got some amazing actors out of it, so I'm stoked. Tell us about working with them. They were all brilliant, absolutely amazing people, and they were a lot of fun. We actually, um, most of us lived in the house while we were filming, so I think part of it was method acting, getting on each other's nerves from always being around each other. But, yeah, it was really fun. It was just such a good first experience for making a feature. What was it like when the, the cameras stopped rolling? if you're all living together? Was uh, there, was, did the conversations continue? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of my actors were from Brisbane and I had uh, Ian was from Rockhampton and then Paul was from the Sunshine Coast. So it was good to have a different mix of people who had different interests and things. And, yeah, we all sort of just hung around together, literally would watch movies at night and then crash out because we'd had a long day, really. <laughs> and I guess none of you could leave the house because you'd die. This is true, right? Method acting, there it is. <laughs> uh, did, did the neighbours ever get curious as to what the hell's going on? Yes, they did, definitely. Um, they'd sort of walk past when you've got two people lying on a mattress out the front, like, what's going on here? But, yeah. <laughs> uh, are you a uh, Gold Coast Sun supporter? Yes, I am. Right, right, yeah. okay. Oh, you poor thing. I know, right? They're doing terribly. I'm just going to ditch them and go for the women's team now. Yeah, because they're doing all right, aren't they? Brisbane? I know, they're brilliant, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. So uh, so share a story with us. Uh, what, what was one of uh, your best memories from the shoot? We had one night, I think it was our second last night, which was just a lot of fun. It was the, there's a scene where uh, Glenn shaves off his beard and then it reappears. So we all had a shot at coming back into frame and saying his line, which was a lot of fun. And it was just a really fun experience and a good little blooper reel that I should really put together there. <laughs> oh, bloopers would be hilarious for this. Yeah. I could just imagine. <laughs> a lot of talking, a lot of little funnies in there in the bloopers. <laughs> so uh, so indie filmmaking's a tough gig. Uh, you know, with every high, uh, there's some lows. Uh, what was one of the biggest challenges making the film? Learning along the way would have been one of the biggest challenges, I think, because... I kind of just threw myself in there and went, no, I'm just going to do it. And then realized along the way, I was like, oh, there's still a bit that I've got to learn about this. So I had a really amazing cast and crew who were quite patient with me and just really wanted to be involved in the project, which was nice. But yeah, I was really picking a lot of things up along the way and trying to figure out how to make a movie while I was making one, really. Mm -hmm. So now that you've had the experience, uh, are you hungry for more? Are you hungry to do it again and, and get back into it? Yeah, 100%. Can't wait to make my next one. I've been writing like crazy and I've sort of got a couple off to the side that are what I think are ready to make. So I'm hoping sometime soon I'll be able to dive into my next one. Uh, I ask a lot of independent filmmakers this because uh, being an indie filmmaker, you do have to be a director, you do have to be a writer, producer, everything in between. Uh, what do you enjoy the most uh, about making a film? Is, is it the directing side of it or the writing side of it or, or producing even? Uh, producing, I'm going to say is a necessary evil. It's, it's actually quite enjoyable because at the end of the day, once you finish the film, you're like, okay, yep, that's done. That's good. So that's kind of the only best 
part about producing. Directing is incredible. It's so much fun. I, I guess directing and acting would be my top two, but then writing's also amazing. I don't know. I love it all. I can't pick. <laughs> do you have a dream project? A dream project, yeah, I do. The next one I want to make, it's uh, a little heavier, a bit more of a drama, and it's just a coming-of-age story but more about a woman in her 20s, not the teen sort of focus that's been going on for so long. It's about someone really finding themselves and just trying to survive in this world, really. And uh, you don't have any uh, any aspirations to head off overseas? You want to stay home and do that locally? I do, yeah. I, I found myself trying to write something from overseas from when I was living over there and I just didn't have the same passion for it. I, I love living on the Gold Coast and I'm still getting inspiration here for writing screenplays, so I don't really see any need to move at the moment. Oh, that's terrific. That's great. So uh, do you have any advice for anyone who's about to uh, embark on their first filmmaking adventure? Yeah, just do it. Don't think too much about it and put too much pressure on yourself and tell yourself that you can't because you'll end up talking yourself out of it and you may as well just jump in there, get it happening from the start and then just keep going and keep the momentum. <laughs> so uh, so Curse is being released uh, via Vimeo On Demand and uh, yeah. were you always going to release the film this way? Uh, well, I obviously had this big dream of going, oh, someone's going to pick it up from a film festival or it's going to have an amazing cinema run and everyone in the whole world will see it. But um, <laughs> I kind of like the idea of making it myself, distributing it myself and really finding my audience and putting it out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so give it a plug. Uh, let our listeners know uh, where it's available and, and how they can get a hold of it. Jump onto Vimeo On Demand and watch Cursed because it's quirky. You have not seen anything else like it, and I promise that you will laugh at least once. <laughs> and uh, for all of our listeners out there, I could not recommend this film enough. You must watch it uh, when it's released on uh, March 25th. Well, uh, Britt, uh, it's been great speaking with you, and uh, thank you very much for joining us. No, thank you. It's been amazing. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you for listening to the Cinema Australia podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on both iTunes and SoundCloud. For all the latest Australian film news, reviews, features and interviews, you can visit www.cinemaaustralia.com.au. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube at Cinema Australia. 